So thankful to be with you for this episode of the program Watch Therefore. And once again, also very thankful to have a special guest. He loves Bible prophecy. And don't we see it leaping off the pages these days? That's why we're so thankful to have Dr. Andy Woods, pastor of Sugarland Bible Church, once again on the program. Watch Therefore. Pastor Andy, thanks for coming back. It's always a privilege to be here. I count it as a privilege, so thanks for having me. Hallelujah. And, and we've come down to Sugarland Bible Church, and we're sitting, sitting in front of your wonderful library of books, and, um, and many of those are leaping off the pages too today, aren't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Uh, ancient writings, whether the scripture or, I love going back to the older commentators, you know, before this last day scenario that we see in front of us even developed and them saying, hey, you know, Israel's going to become a nation again, uh, pre-1948. So my, my bookshelves are littered with those kind of books. Hallelujah. Well, let me lead us off in a word of prayer. And then I'd like to hear some of the things that are on your heart about, about holiness as it relates to Bible prophecy, not just knowing Bible prophecy, but knowing the Lord through Bible prophecy. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for the special time we have together. Oh, Father, please bless, bless, bless all of our precious viewers. We thank you again in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, Andy, what are some things you'd like to share with us today? Well, you know, one of my, I had a great privilege in my life. I've had many, but one of them was studying under the, one of the greats at Dallas Seminary, a man named J. Dwight Pentecost, who's almost like I could call him the godfather of, <laughs> of uh, prophecy studies. No doubt you, you've read his book many times, uh, Things to Come, a classic book. But in class, you know, he said he had done a study of every passage in the New Testament that refers to the second coming. Wow. And he said, without exception, when you look it up, it's always connected to daily life. So it's connected to your, your prayer life. Uh, it's connected to patience under affliction. And the first time I heard him say that in the classroom, I really didn't believe it was true. I thought he may have overstated his case. Mm -hmm. And so I did my own study and sure enough, it's, it's invariable, and you can study it out too, and you'll see it, that when the second coming is mentioned, and here I'm fo focusing more on the rapture, mm -hmm. because we divide the return of Christ mm -hmm. between the second advent at the end of the 70th week of Daniel and the rapture, which mm -hmm. precedes the 70th week of Daniel. Right. But when the rapture is mentioned, it, it's always connected to daily life. And so a, a tragic thing can happen to a Christian where they fill their mind with data and they've got all kinds of charts, and those are all good and well, but those are not the end game. That's right. Uh, they're an initial step. And if our knowledge of prophecy is not transforming our priorities Come on. and how we live, then it really doesn't have a lot of value. Wow. Well, what he said is so important because I know there are so many in the body of Christ, they don't care about Bible prophecy. Then there are those who do, yet they don't 
like you said, it, it, they don't transform it or apply it to their daily living. It doesn't transform their lives. And that's what the reality, especially of this generation, a Bible prophecy leaping off the pages of the Bible should do. We should see the direct connection with how then should I think, speak, and live. Please continue, Andy. Well, there's really, when you think about it, only two things that are going to make it from this life into the next and I wouldn't know these two things existed if I didn't have any familiarity with God's future program. But the first thing is the souls of people. That's right. Because uh, Ecclesiastes 3, I think it's around verse 11, says God has put eternity into the hearts of men. And then the other thing that's going to last is God's Word. Because the grass withers and the flower fades, but the Word of our God abides forever Jesus, in a prophetic context in Matthew 24, verse 35, says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So everybody today is looking for safe investments, and these are the only two. And what I, what I mean by an investment is the time and energy you put into something. That's right. So we could be out doing a lot of things today, you know, we could be out doing countless things, but here we've chosen to come and focus on God's Word. So that's, and the people watching are making an investment. Now I've got to stop you for a second because my wife is off camera. She just gave a thumbs up <laughs> because she and I were having a discussion earlier today before we came here about investing. And, and um, where you've come down today certainly is the greatest place to invest. Where, where did God invest? He sent His only begotten Son to pay for our sins, to buy what? Precious souls. Mm -hmm. And His Word, after everything else, heaven and earth, that's a lot, will pass away. But His Word, what do you have from His Word? Well, you know, the more time we spent in those two things, the Word and people, mm -hmm. the more we're living a life that's properly prioritized. And Say it again, please, say it again. <laughs> the more we spend in the Word and people, you invest in a person, you invest in the Word, you're, right. you're putting your precious energy and time into something that's going to last. And we would have no knowledge of, of those things enduring if it wasn't for the prophetic word. Right. And so that's an example of how, I mean, if, if heaven and earth are going to burn, and we're told that in 2 Peter 3, 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. I mean, if that's all true, then why am I so invested in this world? Come on. And then you move into verse 11, and it says, since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, look at the application. What sort of people are you to be <laughs> in holy conduct and godliness? So, you notice that the book doesn't end with verse 10. I mean, here's a neat prophetic subject. The earth, right. It goes on in verse 11 and tells us how we should organize our priorities uh, according to what God has just revealed in verse 10. Absolutely. And so a knowledge of future things should impact the way we live. And this is the kind of thing Dr. Pentecost was, was trying to communicate. Very important lesson, by the way, for seminary students who have a tendency to major on knowledge, mm -hmm. which is fine, mm -hmm. but gnosis, the Greek word for knowledge, is step one. God wants gnosis to turn into what's called sophia, which is the Greek word for wisdom, 
you know, which is knowledge applied. Right. I think the Hebrew is uh, hokama. Right. Uh, the book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. So. It's one of my favorite Hebrew words in the Bible, chokma, is because, uh, and I want to share this definition mm -hmm. with you quickly, and I want you to continue. Uh, uh, it, it's mastering the art of understanding and applying God's will for one's life. Mm -hmm. Yes? And you can't, um, you can't apply what you don't know. So knowledge is good. We're not down on knowledge. Certainly. But I think a lot of times we think we've arrived if we know something. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, I, maybe my eschatology is, is flawless. But if my heart is filled with jealousy or I'm, I'm filled with hatred towards somebody um, or I get into some kind of attitudinal sin, you know, I'm ungrateful or I complain a lot, then what good is all of this knowledge? And that's why Paul said that knowledge puffs up, yeah. but love edifies yeah. and builds up, right. right? And that's why I'm a little bit nervous about some of our preachers that say, well, you know, my job is to just teach the Bible. Um, and they don't give any application because the because if you just teach the Bible, you're you're filling up knowledge which can lead to pride. It's the application that shows you what you should be doing in light of what you just learned. And all of us fall short in the application area, and that leads to humility. And that's what's going to help us understand not only the prophetic word, but how to live it out in front before the Lord and before people. Yes, the shepherd doesn't just yell or instruct the sheep. He loves the sheep and tends to the sheep, right? Well, we have to go to break and we're going to come back in just a moment. And we're going to continue in this concept of holiness, Bible prophecy and holiness and loving the Lord and loving people. Yeah, what? a special Watch Therefore episode the Lord's giving us today. And, and so the way we like to end each segment and, of course, the program is Watch Therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm just very grateful that Watch Therefore Ministries is promoting uh, a recent book that I wrote. Um, the title of it is The Middle East Meltdown. The subtitle is The Coming Islamic Invasion of Israel, and it's a book about Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39, which we believe is in play as we speak in real time. And the book is designed for people that may have absolutely no familiarity with Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39. The chapters may seem very mysterious and mystical to them and they want to know what God says in those chapters. And so those chapters describe a tremendous northern invasion that will come against Israel in the last days. It's one of the key chapters to talk about when we get into the subject of Bible prophecy. So it answers the questions of those chapters using the journalistic method. Who is involved? Uh, when is this battle going to take place? Why is the battle going to happen? What's going to be the outcome? And how is the world stage being set up for the fulfillment of these things? And then following those journalistic, asking and answering those journalistic questions, it gives seven points of application and a very clear presentation of the gospel at the end. And so I hope people will take advantage of the offer. I want to take a moment to say thank you to those who prayerfully and financially partner 
with Watch Therefore Ministries. Without you, we could not do this exciting and effective and timely kingdom work. The Lord certainly has raised you up for such a time as this. And again, thank you. In Matthew 24, our great Savior Jesus speaks of a faithful, wise, and blessed servant who's watching for the master to come and doing what the master commanded. My aim for this television ministry and all of our ministries is to make faithful servant disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear him say to them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And one of the ways we walk that out is through Romans 1:16, taking the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first and then to the nations. To the Jew first, with our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner John McTurnan and myself. We're working through our Israeli believing partners who are getting out the gospel, making disciples of Messiah Yeshua, planting believing congregations, helping to save babies from abortion, and also helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and much more. And then to the nations through our ministry Poured Out for the Nations, where we're serving in African countries. I personally have served in 10 African countries and in India through one of our believing partners and also in America and through this Watch Therefore telecast all over the world. And one of the ways you can keep up with what's going on in this ministry is through our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletters. I write about things that will help us to watch therefore and be ready, and also news and updates about what's going on here in Israel through our partners and in the nations. Oh, it's an exciting way also to keep up with what you can be praying for, for our prayer partners and what you're giving into for those who sow financially into this ministry. And I wanna talk about that for a moment. And as I talk about financial giving, first I wanna say, as always, if you haven't yet believed in our great savior, Jesus, Please don't send any money into this ministry. It's simply our desire that you would be our guest watching the program today and that you would receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And for those who would like to lay up their treasures in heaven, who understand principles of giving and sowing into the kingdom of God, if this is a place the Lord's called you to do so, there's three primary platforms through which you can give. Our Watch Therefore television ministry, blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. And you can do so through our website, watchtherefore.tv and also through the post, through snail mail at our PO box by check. And what a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven. Having said all these things, remember today more than ever, watch therefore and be ready. Our King and Savior Jesus is coming for us any moment. Welcome back to this special episode of the program Watch Therefore as we continue with our guest Dr. Andy Woods, pastor of Sugarland Bible Church, and we're talking about Bible prophecy and its direct relationship to holiness and walking with the Lord and loving people and being ready for the coming of the Lord to stand before him that watch therefore and be ready message. Yeah. And so, uh, Pastor Andy, please continue sharing uh, from that first segment some of the things that are on your heart. 
Well, you know, we were just sort of drawing the connection between prophecy and how it should impact our lives. And I was looking here at 1 John 3, really verses 2 and 3. It says, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when He appears, so that's that's the prophetic, right? That's the second coming. We will be like Him because we will see Him just as He is. And then verse 3, the key verse that we want to focus on, and everyone who has this hope fixed on Him. Now what hope? Well, the hope given in verse 2. That's right. That the Lord is returning. Everyone who has this hope fixed on Him purifies Himself just as He is pure. In other words, if the Lord is pure and the Lord is coming back for us as His people and we have already been de decreed to be positionally holy, mm -hmm. um, maybe we ought to act our, like our identity. Hello. <laughs> so, right. so maybe my life um, you know, should conform to the standards of God yeah. as He allows me. Absolutely. This is the bride looking for the groom who's gone back to the Father's house to prepare a place for her, and He's coming again at the rapture to take His bride to that place He's been preparing for her. And so what is, we, we, we know a lot about what the groom is doing, preparing a place at the Father's house, but what is the bride doing? Mm -hmm. She's purifying herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah? I think this cross-references over to what I was talking to you about earlier with Titus 2. Mm -hmm. We were discussing that, and, and that grace and Bible prophecy uh, and, and holiness all tied together in Titus 2 for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, mm -hmm. we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, yes, mm -hmm. looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, mm -hmm. Messiah Jesus. There's the hope Absolutely. spoken of here in 1 John 3. Yeah, and, and obviously 1 John 3 is preceded by 1 John 2, and so it says right at the end of uh, chapter 2, little children abide in Him. Yeah so that when He appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from Him in shame at His coming. Wow. In, in Greek, that's, um, you know, shrinking away at His coming is, is in the middle voice, meaning it's something people will impose on themselves. Wow. It's not so much the Lord imposing it, but they impose it upon themselves because their, their life as a Christian really doesn't fit their identity. Mm -hmm. And there have been countless conversations that I've been involved in that move sometimes in a, a gossipy direction. Mm -hmm. And I'll say to myself, you know what, I need to get out of this conversation because it would be embarrassing if the Lord were to come back in this split second and find me, you know, with kind of a loose tongue here. Right. Or, you know, we all have all of these uh, TV stations we can, channels we can surf. And so you're up late at night, and you're kind of channel surfing, and something comes across the screen that, you know, probably isn't appropriate for a Christian to, to watch. And I'll say to myself, you know, Jesus can come back and find me watching this. And so many times I'll change the channel because of that. And I, and I wouldn't think that way if I wasn't focused on the return of Christ. You know, that faithful servant of Matthew 24, he's watching for the master to return every day mm -hmm. and he's doing what the master commanded and he's not doing what the master told him that would be something the master would not want him to do something that he would be forbidden to do mm -hmm. he's not doing those things he's he's too 
much believing. The master could come back any moment. Yeah. What if he found me doing this? No, I couldn't be doing that. I, I need to be doing what the master commanded. Well, it's a lot like, you know, my parents when I was young living at their house, they would put me in charge of the home and then they would say, we're leaving Friday and coming back Sunday. Now, I was a teenager. You can kind of fill in the gaps there. Yes, I was one of those too. Some of the stuff that I would do, and then I would get everything cleaned up in time for the parents to come back, and they found everything in apple pie order. But one time they did a little, they did something very sneaky. They said, we're leaving Friday, and we can come back any time between Friday night and Sunday. So it changes That's, your attitude you. about your perpetual stewardship of their home, knowing that at any moment accountability could appear. So that's why we teach the doctrine of eminency, because it will have a natural eminency, meaning the rapture can happen in the next split second. Any moment. Yeah, perhaps today. I was teaching at a church uh, a couple weeks ago in Florida, and I held my Bible up and I said, before my Bible drops, the Lord could return, and I dropped it. I said, he didn't, but he could have, <laughs> right? Well, I remember they used to have those um, plastic balls. Maybe they still have them. They're made of Velcro, and you could throw them up, and they'd get stuck on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And they were stuck up there, and you didn't know when the ball was going to fall. It could fall at any moment. Mm -hmm. That I think that's how the Lord has set up the rapture. Mm -hmm. He wants every generation to understand that it could happen in the next split second. And if we really believed that, we would live differently. Well, there's someone who we should follow who believed it, the Apostle Paul, mm -hmm. right? He said, follow me, I'm following Christ. Mm -hmm. And he said, when sharing about the rapture in 1 Thessalonians 4, he said, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. He thought that any moment he mm -hmm. lived on this side of the grave, that he could go up in the rapture. And he was living in a way where he was prepared should the Lord come in the rapture in his lifetime, right? Yeah, and look at what he accomplished, I mean, forget his literary contributions. He wrote, you know, 13 epistles or letters, but look at look at what he did in the book of Acts. I mean, there there hasn't been, as far as I know, a greater one-man missionary force yes. than this man apostle the apostle Paul. And what motivated him is the verse that you just quoted. Uh we who are alive and remain will be caught up. He thought this could happen in his own lifetime. That's right. And that is our example and our pattern. But the great thing about the time we live in with all the signs of the second coming of Messiah Jesus taking place, he says these things will happen. You know that in that generation, the Lord will return to the earth. So not only is the rapture imminent, it's close. Yeah. And so if there's ever a generation that should take these things seriously and watch for the Lord to come, I like your analogy, like like your parents could come home any moment, like that ball could drop, that we need to be living in such a way, my thinking, my speaking, and my living. He's talked about a loose tongue. My thinking, my speaking, and my living should be in accordance with his will. So I'm ready for him. Should, should we hear that trumpet today? And so when we develop charts and get into fights with everybody about whose chart is more correct, by the way, I think that's what the silence in heaven is for half an hour, where we might all have to adjust our <laughs> prophecy charts a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, when we get into fights with each other, we're missing the point of prophecy. Yeah. 
uh, it's not to go to war against fellow Christians. Mm -hmm. the, the point of it, and there's a place for defending the truth, and I'm not denying and that. And healthy, godly debate. Yeah, right. but the point of it is, to, is not to scare us, but to prepare us. Hallelujah. I like that. I like that. Well, we're almost out of time because it goes so fast when we talk about these exciting things in these exciting times. So um, what's a good application for what you've heard today? Well, if you ever have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today, take the reality of the things you've heard and apply them. If there's anything in your life that would make it so you're not ready for our Savior, Messiah, Jesus to come for you today, get right with him now. Repent, confess your sin, and, and, and get right with him. And, and if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior, maybe you have a Bible. Maybe you're thinking about the things of God more now than you have before. Maybe a relative told you years ago about the Lord, and, and, and you're seeing now, I need to listen. I need to be ready. Believe that Jesus the Lord lived a sinless life. He died on the cross to pay for your sins. He was buried on the third day. Hallelujah. He rose from the grave. And you want to be ready for him to come too. You don't want to go through the tribulation that's coming, the trouble on this earth. You don't want to go to hell on the lake of fire. And neither does God want you to go there. He loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son to pay for your sins. Cry out to him today. And cry out to him, save me, Lord. I'm a sinner. Begin to turn away from your sins in your heart and receive him as your Savior and Lord. Call upon his name. And, and he's saving you right now if you're doing that. And there's information at the bottom of your screen. And we want to send you some literature to help you begin your new life in Christ. And, and, and Pastor Andy, we're just about out of time, but would you pray for someone who's watching today who may be getting saved even? Yeah, Father, we just lift up anyone that is uh, listening today. I pray that the Spirit would convict them of sin, righteousness, and judgment, yes. and they may place their faith exclusively in the Savior and may receive your promise of the gift of life. We ask that you'll do this great work, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, Pastor Andy, what a treasure it's been to have you on the program. And uh, I'm filled up with the Spirit of the Lord and the goodness of the Lord. And it's just been a blessing to have you. We've recorded a couple programs with you, and we're just so thankful. Well, I always appreciate, you know, the opportunity to be here and for you taking issues that sadly are on the back burner in most churches and putting them on the front. Amen. Amen. Well, more than ever, this is the time to watch through four and to be ready. King Jesus, he's coming for us. When? He's coming for us any moment. Now is the time. Watch Therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready.